It's Divas That Care Radio, stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this absolutely invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I would like to thank each one of our listeners who have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the recording on the podcast. I am just so very grateful for each one of you. And you are in for such a very special treat today, as I have with me a returning diva, Susan Rommelfanger. And she is going to be speaking about being in perfect peace. Oh my, are we going to have a great chat today. So Susan, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Good morning, Joyce. Thank you for having me. Um, My name is Susan Rommelfanger. My husband and I own a 52-and-a-half-acre farm in the middle of the Flint Hills. Um, We have a cow-calf operation. We raise honeybees. And we also have a community-supported agriculture program, which allows us to feed other families in our community every week with four to eight different fruits, vegetables, herbs, or value-added products. Oh, wow. Wow, what a busy lifestyle you have with uh, being in the farm and feeding other families and a cow-calf operation. Uh, you are always doing something. Definitely. <laughs> and uh, I I learn I learn to enjoy nature around me every day. I step off the porch and it's always it's always invigorating to see the colors of spring popping up mm-hmm. and the joy of all of the blooms around us and the greening trees and it's it's just been a wonderful it's it's just a wonderful time of the year. I will agree with you 100% because I'm the same way. I mean, this beautiful green, how everything, it's just like it's a rebirth. Everything's coming to life again. And it's it's just incredibly beautiful. And the birds, this spring, it just seems like the birds have just been singing constantly. They're always out there. I have turtle doves. I have cardinals which i call my red bird angels that they just sing the most beautiful music and even the smaller birds all of them they're just it's like we're they're happy too they're enjoying the beauty that surrounds them so it is beautiful well is this part of how you would describe being in perfect peace being in perfect peace with god is enjoying nature around me um, lounging in the backyard, listening to the owls, watching the the green grass grow, uh, everything from zucchini to radishes grow, the flowers that we plant, um, the the peonies and uh, the poppies, and all of that is just perfect peace from God. 
And my church family and my family are so important to us, and um, we just love learning about God every day we step out of the house and how how our experiences help others as well. Oh, yes, how beautiful. And like you said, how your experiences is helping others because when you introduced yourself, you said your farm is feeding many other people, which many other families and giving them the fresh produce. And in a lot of ways, too, I can see that is bringing peace not only to you to be able to do that, but peace to them to know that they are feeding their family fresh and nutritious products grown right on the farm. How how does all of your gardening come into play with you talking about being in perfect peace? Um, perfect peace and gardening is watching something um, being planted and then grow from that seed into a plant and to a fruit and knowing that it's a nutrient-dense, wonderful, vitamin-packed part of a a lifestyle of eating local and fresh um, that a lot of people never get to experience. Um, And so having that opportunity to be able to connect people with local uh, produce has been a, a very rewarding experience for us um, here at our farm. Oh, I I can totally believe that, and seeing the smiles that they must you must receive from, even if they come out or if you meet them somewhere at a. Do you do like small farmers markets? Do you do them regularly, or do you offer your produce? that way too through farmers markets that you attend uh we occasionally um do a pop-up tent uh, mm-hmm. when we have extra produce so we mm-hmm. sell online as well and so our customers pick up their items um when they uh order online and mm-hmm. we're in town they pick up their items at our location um, where our CSA members are there picking up their items as well. Okay. Oh, and the smiles you must get, how rewarding that would be. That's got to bring you peace, too, to know how you are helping these families. What a beautiful thought. <laughs> Thank you. It, it is really great. And, you know, this is Small Business Week and uh, National Small Business Week. And Kansas agriculture alone supports 135,786 jobs in Kansas, um, with the beef and cattle industry as being the number one supporter. But we are so really thankful to be able and grateful to be part of the Kansas agricultural community and supplying our fresh produce, eggs, and our honey um, to everyone just with the whole whole nutrient-dense, vitamin-packed, um, local, fresh that they get is is just exciting for us. Oh, I can believe that. Well, and you do so many different things because, like you just mentioned, the vegetables, the eggs, the honey. You have a wide variety also. Do you offer beef to your customers also 
in your um, do, with your packages? We do not at this time offer protein. Um, okay. That's something that we're you know we're looking at um, a couple of years down the road. Um, mm-hmm. Right now we we have a cow calf operation, and um, that keeps us busy uh, along with our um, our produce. And our customers right. and and running the farm as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I can understand that. Well, and with your bees, the other neat thing is they always say to eat local honey too. So you are providing your customers with the local honey. What if some of our customers or some of our listeners are saying, well? I've heard so much about eating local honey. Can you explain a little bit more of the benefits of uh, using local honey that, like you have on your farm to supply to your customers around the area there? So local honey um, is actually better for you because it's raised in the local area that you live and the bees are out gathering the pollens and um, making nectar uh, from everything that's out there locally in the environment. And so um, it's much better if you can eat raw and unfiltered honey. Um, Mm -hmm. It's so amazing for not only your internal health, um, but also cuts and scrapes and bruises, all of those kind of things, it's uh, the healing processes in the honey from the bees um, is is great for anyone that has allergy, allergies of any type. Wow. Oh, my. That is, that is really good to know. And you were saying the raw, unfiltered honey. Do you um, market it both ways? Do you... Do the unfiltered, or do you, is that basically what you have to offer? Is the raw, unfiltered honey? Yeah, so that's that's what we offer. We sell mm-hmm. it just strictly cut right from the comb um, mm-hmm. into the extractor and then bottled. Uh, so our our um, our honey is not flavored in any way, and there may mm-hmm. be little pieces of comb or. Uh, um, honeybee uh, parts in it, um, but it's the best way to eat honey in our opinion. Oh, wow. Oh, that's great to hear. Goodness. That is another big asset that you offer in Romy Farms. How, as we're talking of all this and people here around Kansas are going, how do I get in contact with them? What is the best way to reach out to you, Susan, where they're going, I I need to get involved and get some of these fresh produce and some of the honey and the eggs. How can they connect with you? Uh, we do have a website. It's rummyfarms.com. And mm-hmm. um, on there, there are several different ways that they can contact us. Um, we get back with them just um as soon as possible, and we love meeting new customers. Um, we have re- returning customers every year that get behind us and support us as well, and um, it's so amazing, our network of local 
um, local customers that care about eating local and supporting a small mm-hmm. business. Um, it's it's mm-hmm. absolutely fabulous. Oh, that's incredible. That is awesome. That way people can connect with you and probably from your website, they can connect through Facebook also. You have a Facebook, Facebook uh-huh. page. We're on Facebook. Mm-hmm. We are on okay. Facebook page as well. Yes. Awesome. Good deal. Well, as you were saying with back to kind of the vegetables and the produce, you said this brings you peace to watch, to plant the seeds and to watch them grow and then to be able to harvest them and share them with the customers. What are some of the different kinds of vegetables that you see out in the, that you plant out in the garden that brings you all these different kind of ways to find peace back in nature through your gardening? Well, I personally feel like that we should eat more greens in our diet. And so uh, being able to help someone figure out how to um, to read our packaging and um, know what's in it and how how it benefits them as far as vitamins and nutrients. And then um, also on our packaging, we have um, how we would use it here at the farm. So we don't we don't raise things that we don't eat and that we don't know about. Um, that's pretty mm-hmm. important to us. Uh, beets are a, a great, great uh, source of vitamin B, and you can eat the tops. Uh, and most of the vegetables that we grow, in some way, shape, or form, you can eat, you know, the whole plant. Uh, radishes are another example um, you can uh, do the the tops and and have wilted radish leaves, or tear them up and put them in a salad. So um, those types of uh, menu items and recipes that we make with our produce um, is really important uh, to our health as as well as others. And we're such a- avid horticulturists that you know learning about uh, how to um, grow something uh, in a companionship, a companion garden, lifestyle format, um, teaching others how that they can do that. Um, All of those things are very, very important. And along with anything like that in growing, you also have um, the weeding and um, the scheduling of crops. So, you know, Right now, it's mostly greens that we have to offer. Um, mm-hmm. We Early on in the spring, that's, that's how we get started. Um, so things mm-hmm. like radishes and salad mix and um, green head lettuce and um, fennel, um, radishes, uh, parsley, um, all of those things are really important. And I think people can cook more with herbs and less with salt, mm-hmm. um, they they get to taste the flavors of the earth and really enjoy um, what comes out uh, best or different that they may not have tried before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, definitely. Oh, my. You have, have a wide range. And you mentioned companion gardening. 
please explain to our listeners a little bit of what that means? They're going companion. What what exactly? Do some of the plants companion together? Or explain to give us a little bit of education on that part of it. If you would, so please. Companion gardening is um, planting, um, for an example, um, a nasturtium or a chamomile, something along with a vegetable that would deter insects and pests from invading that vegetable area in the garden. And so the more we can uh, try to avoid insects in the garden, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. rotating our planting, providing companion plants, um, making sure that we are harvesting um, so there's no disease or fungus, um, keeping all of the wildlife and um, bacteria out of the garden. Um, all of those things are very, very important to us as we plant and, and look at the holistic part of growing. Oh, wow. Oh, I love that. And look at the holistic part of growing. How how beautiful. You are uh, You are using what nature originally started with and meant like on the companion planting and making it so that it deters certain insects from certain plants and things like that. That is beautiful. You're going back to nature and doing what what nature wants it to be done. And I love the holistic approach. That is that is awesome. And for our listeners, when you go to their Facebook page, she has some of the most awesome-looking recipes and pictures of it. It makes you hungry just looking at her page. I just love to look at this page. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. We're, we, uh, we, we do our own photography for the most part, and uh, mm-hmm. that, that part, uh, we had Tima, and so we learn uh, every day from uh, just reading and listening to podcasts more about how to become better photographers as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, you are doing really good. Very good. Another well, item you. I saw. You are so welcome. Another item I saw, and we haven't touched on that. I saw you do a freezer jam. I'm like, oh, wow, that looks incredible. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about freezer jam? Well, um, I love to be in the kitchen when I'm not in the garden, and so um, I make a value-added product, um, blueberry, strawberry, and raspberry freezer jam, and Mm -hmm. it's so great. You can add it to scones or ice cream, cake, um, a cracker, um, top it on a cookie. It just gives um, a little bit boost and um, that flavor that's out there um and it's it's a great addition to any dessert that you would be offering oh wow so it's a jam that you keep refrigerated then versus just setting on the counter right yeah and you you can freeze it use it for later Mm -hmm. and take it out and use it and put it back in the freezer um so um it it just adds a great addition and that boost of flavor. Oh, those 
three flavors sound delicious right now. Strawberry, blueberry, and raspberry. Wow. And these are all fruits that you grow right there on your farm also. Um, some of them are from other farms locally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mm-hmm. don't grow blueberries at this time. Um, okay. We do grow um, some strawberries, and mm-hmm. um, the raspberries are um, boughten at Sprouts. Um, we do buy our raspberries there. Um, but otherwise, we try to source locally when we can. Okay. Oh, awesome. But you have the source. You know where they came from. So that's that's awesome. And sourcing locally. You're doing exactly what you're talking about, supporting local, like the blueberries, buying them local. So I love that. You you do what you say, and that's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and you said you also do eggs. Do you do chicken eggs mainly or duck eggs? Okay. Um we have we have more chickens than we do ducks. Um and mm-hmm. so we provide eggs when they're available um to our restaurants and to our um CSA customers. There are some of our neighbors that stop by and get their eggs as well when when they're available. And mm-hmm. um we don't have a big flock, but we do try to to add those in as a value added product when we can. Oh, yes. And farm fresh eggs, they are the total best, yes. They are so good. And explain to our listeners, what is the different taste between a duck egg and a chicken egg? I've heard a lot of people talk about duck eggs, and I'm like, I'm going to let it come from you because you're experienced with both of them. (laughs) Well, I don't really know um, how other people look at eggs, but... um, I think that, for me, duck eggs are a little sweeter in taste Mm -hmm. um, than a chicken egg, Uh, but that's just my opinion. Um, They are Mm -hmm. full of uh, um, omega-3 fatty acids, and they have a higher concentrate. Um, So they are a favorite of people who are seeking a high-fat food. Um, The... The duck eggs are great, um, and they're a favorite among some of our bakers for fluffier cakes and softer cookies, um, higher peaks for meringues. And so um, both of them, you know, will work in a, a daily diet as well. And, and But we, we just think that the duck eggs have a little bit higher concentration, making them a favorite. Okay. Oh, that's that's interesting. Very interesting to know. Good information because, like you said, a lot of bakers like the duck eggs over the chicken eggs for those reasons. That's awesome. That was a great way to explain it. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Oh, you are just so welcome. Well, you live a very, very busy lifestyle. What are some of the tips you would like to tell the listeners on how you maintain this busy lifestyle and still live in being in perfect peace? I think seeking out those experiences that round me out as a individual, um, if you will so, uh, kind of the way I look at it is marking, marking experiences off my bucket list that I have that I 
that I enjoy doing um, when I'm not here at the farm growing. Uh, so those type of experiences and relationships that I seek um, help me realize and become more of a um, community, more of a just a, a person at peace with God in our community. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful, beautiful. Doing doing something, kind of doing some a little few things for yourself also, some things that you oh, enjoyed yeah. and thinking about yourself. So many times we get so wrapped up in this world of doing everything that we forget to take time for ourselves and how important that is. And you just you just said that. That's how you kind of round around to being in perfect peace, and that is that is so perfect. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> well, you. you are so welcome. Well, Susan, this interview has gone very quickly again. I've so appreciated you having you on my show and all the great information you've shared with our listeners. Is there anything you would like to leave with our listeners today as we close this interview? Um, One of the things that uh, is really important is self-love and being able to, at at every moment of the day, to look at yourself. I look at myself, and I love myself for who I am and for the unique person that I am. Um, and just really take in, you know, those things that are so important um, to me to be a holistic, just wonderful wife and um, businesswoman, um, community member, mother, grandmother, um, daughter, all of those things, and I just, I, I never take for granted any of those roles that mm-hmm. I've had in my life and that I have continually now. And um, they, I, I think you have to embrace every single one of them every day. Oh, that was beautiful. That was absolutely a beautiful way to close, to leave with our listeners. Self-love. Awesome. Thank you so much, Susan, for being on my show. And in the future, I hope that you will return and we can share more information with our listeners about you, your family, and Romy Farms. I appreciate you so much, Joyce. Thank you. You are so welcome. You are so very welcome. And I want to thank each one of our listeners for tuning in to this absolutely incredible interview with an amazing diva, Susan Romelfanger. And we will post her links below so you can connect with her and Romy Farms. Please share this show with all of your family and friends. And be sure to check out all the hosts and their shows on divasthatcare.com. Have a fantastic day. And remember about self-love, the final tip she left with you today. Be kind to all. Give your animals a great big extra hug. Share all your love with them until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles. Stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, 
And of course, on divasthatcare.com, where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.